Hello, Hive Nation, and welcome back to the Hive Nation podcast, where we bring you experts in coaching, mentorship, leadership, and personal and professional development. Each week, we bring a coach from the Hive Nation to bring you their expertise so you can grow personally and professionally. Now, I'll hand it over to Jason to introduce today's guest. Thanks, Greg. Uh, good morning. This morning, we have Mr. Derek Butts. Uh, Derek is from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and he is a... Uh, a world-renowned, actually, coach. He's done global speaking engagements. Uh, he has 20 years in the automotive industry. He has uh, an amazing company called Assist You to Win. Assist You to Win does a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, group coaching, public speaking uh, that Derek does in order to uh, motivate and, and help distribute his knowledge. Uh, a lot of personal development that goes into that as well. Um, Derek is a very talented sales and marketing coach, so uh, we are very happy to have Derek on the on the program today. Derek, thank you for being here. Man, thank you to both of you for reaching out and connecting. So excited to be here with you. We're all about connections, so thanks for for not blocking us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd like to start off, Derek. I, I, I've read your, I've read your, uh, your website and stuff, and I love what you're doing. And and uh, the one qu uh, quote come to me uh, that Simon Sinek uh, says a lot, and he says, uh, "People don't buy what you do; they buy why you do it." And you have the part of that on on your website as well. Um, so you talk about selling your what to enjoy your why. Can you explain that more for our listeners? Yeah. You know, I think everybody has a motivator. They have that very thing that they get up for. And sometimes if we lose sight of that, we can get to getting tired of the task of the what that we do. You know, that's getting up the routines, the regimens, going to work. And that can get exciting at times. But then there's times where it just isn't exciting to do that. But it's the why that keeps us going, that big why the reason for our existence. And so I really like to tap into people's why. Everybody's is different. You know, there was a time where for me, my why was money. I wanted to make more money. That's what got me out of education and into sales. I found that you could make some more money there. So I did. But my why changed over the years as well that now it's flexibility, it's time, it's family, it's those values now that really drive my behaviors and drive my performance. So when people tap into their why, they go back to their what with a new level of enthusiasm as well as focus, which helps them to exceed. So when you describe a, uh, the why to people in, in general, how in-depth do you get with people? Like, how, how much further do you take their why, if that makes any sense? No, it does. It does. So one of the things that I really attempt to do is when I hear it is to ask the next question. Tell me more. Explain why you got to that place. How would you get there? You know, because when people tell the story behind it, it helps us to then magnify it. Because one of the two is going to be magnified. You're going to magnify the pain or you're going to magnify the outcome that you desire. And so the why then has to be magnified to the place that my emotions get involved. Because when my emotions get involved to that why, it's going to fire me up so that no matter what the what is, I'll start to overcome it. 
you know, my daughter right now is, is getting ready to go through a tryout and I'm doing the exact same thing with her. So she had to learn how to do a backflip. And for a minute, there was a level of fear. So we had to, on the other side of your fear is the, the thing that you want. So what is that that you want? I want to be a varsity cheerleader. Great. There's your why. Okay. Now that we've identified your why, whatever you have to do, you're going to have to do. And so we keep magnifying the why and it's forcing her to deal with the thing that was opposing her. And so that's, that's what we want to do. We want to magnify the why. That's awesome. That's a great comparison though, as well. Like, you know, uh, when you compare the why in sports, for example, as, as you just used versus the why in business, it's really the same thing, just different verbiage. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You're right. hundred percent. Uh, I love that. I love the way you put that. That's why, awesome. you know, in sales, it's pretty simple. You know, how often have you heard like, why haven't you made any sales this week? I, you, you hit that block as a salesperson and you're afraid to pick up the phone because maybe you heard, you know, 10 no's last week. And now you, you, if I hear another no, like I'm done. Yeah. And you get so afraid you can't yeah. pick up the phone, but then you remember your why and you keep moving. And you yeah. know, in that case, your why it might be, you know, monetization. It might be, you know, just the, the thrill of making another sale. That could, that could be your why. That's right. That's right. Awesome. I, I love it. Um, in your opinion, what is the most important decisions one can make in order getting to get a sales coach? Well, I think the most important thing is being honest with themselves and to know what they know, but also know what they don't know. And when you know and are honest with yourself, then you're going to find that compliment to yourself. You know, so there's a couple of things, you know, there's the information that you need from a sales coach, but then there is the delivery and what you need in order to push you beyond where you are. So because it's a knowing or doing, and then once it's once you solve the knowing area, becomes the doing area. So what, what type of person do you receive from? You know, sometimes people need the illustrator and we, Albert Einstein, somebody there, oh, it was their idea. Some people just need the militant, the military, tell you what to do and they go get it done. So when you know who you are, you know what you need to go get. And so, especially if you're in the power of choice to hire your own sales coach, don't hire one that's just going to make you feel good and you don't get anything done. Hire the one that's going to get the good from you so that you get to the outcomes that you say you want. Uh, that's a good that's a good analogy, again, with the uh, with the military, because uh, there's some people that do better just by being told what to do, period. Yeah. Right. Uh, you right. know, there's no, no necessarily structure to it. Just, you know, march from A to B. That's it. Yeah. Um, in sales, I find that uh, you, you and you talked about it there briefly again in sales. If you have that that coach that is that right guy for you that challenges you, but still kind of you know pisses you off a little bit, you know, like uh, he, he still is that that guy is uh, you kind of like grumble under your breath at him uh, because you, you're you know he's he pushes yeah. you maybe maybe what you think is too hard, but he, he probably knows your limit, right? Like that's the whole thing right. around coaching about getting to somebody's limits, right? And I'm sure you've, you know, been in that situation too, where where the, the person you're coaching, you know, kind of looks at you sideways, like thinking like, boy, this guy's like a, a hard, a hard ass, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. And so that's why, you know, as sales coaches, right, we have to be great listeners. And when I hear verbiage that speaks to certain things, like I have a lady that I'm coaching right now and she uses the word, oh, I'm overwhelmed. The moment she uses that term, I then have to slow down and we have to open up what brings the overwhelm. You know, is it that you have too many tasks? Do we need to stop today? We have to find that place because our goal is to stretch them without breaking them. We got to get, we got to get everything out of them, right? You know, we can't go into the bathroom and get toothpaste out without putting the pressure onto that toothpaste. So we know that it's in them. We got to, we got to press, but then we don't want to get to the place where we break them down, right? So how do we stretch without breaking is that, that that's the place that we want to be in because everybody, if they went to the gym by themselves, they would not lift to the maximum place of them lifting. Mm -hmm. If you live life and go at it by yourself, you can get great outcomes. But I'm just of a firm believer that no matter where you get by yourself, if you did have a coach, you'll get further or you'll get there different, quicker, faster, or more effective. So there's different ways for us to even have, have a thought process of why a coach should be in somebody's life. And that's really why we came up with the hive, to be honest yeah. with you. That, okay. that exactly what you said there. We should make that into our tagline, to be honest. That, that, that's <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give you credit. We'll cut you some royalty a little bit here and there, Derek. Okay? Uh, the, the whole thing about, about the hive is that, you know, to, to, for people who don't know how to find a coach yet, uh, that's why we come up with the hive is that, you know, if, if you try to find a coach and you just, you know, hit the old uh, interweb, you, 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 good luck, right? Like you just can't. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's why we're, you know, what we're trying to do within the hive is, you know, to match you with that right coach, not just a coach, but yeah. the right coach. Yeah. And, and to Jason's point too, uh, for, for my personal network, when, when Jason became my mentor, like, I had all of my friends like, man, like they, they could see the progress I was making. And uh, how, how did you find Jason? Like, I, I want a coach like that. I want a mentor, you know, hate to say the word lucky, but you know, I walked into him at my last job. Uh, but he made such a difference at that time and, and continues to. But like Jason said, people went, how do I get that myself? I thought you had to be a millionaire executive to get a coach. Well, no, they're out there, but you know, how do you find it? So we're hoping that we can be that solution. Yeah. Shout out to JB. Hey, shout out to JB. I'll bump JB's tires all day long. <laughs> you like that there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have another question for you around like motivation and how, how you motivate people. And so, you know, as a great motivator as you are, I can tell that already. Um, do, what do you do differently to motivate people versus, you know, just the regular Joes? You know, I always say before I add value, I like to ask questions. So what makes information relevant is the ability to connect it to that individual. So the greater I can understand that person or that audience, the easier it's going to be to motivate because I know things about them. It could be the illustrations I use. It could be in tapping into 
the, the, the why of those individuals. You know, you find people that are married and have kids. Well, when you start talking about the things that are important to them, that's going to fire them up. That's going to cause them to focus. That's going to cause them to dial in. So all the stories that get told that day are going to go in line with the audience that's there. I've seen people so often, they get so engrossed with their content that they just are content driven, even though their content's not connecting, but they just know their content's so great. They get to the end and they think they killed it. And unfortunately, the people were just hoping that they would just shut up. So <laughs> you don't want to get to that place from a motivation, right? Sometimes less is more. And sometimes just giving more illustrations around that one point that you're making is everything somebody needs, right? As I just believe people are an aha away from changing their life. So as they're listening, you don't always know which one is the moment but just keep going. And when it is, they'll thank you later. So as a motivator in that, in that same breath, do you, is there a, is there a, dare I call it a trigger? Is there, is there a, a trigger that, that is relatable, relatable to all people that you find that, you know, that you can push that button, that one button that, that gets people like to the next level? Oh yes. Yeah. I think in every person, one, they don't wake up to fail. They wake up to succeed. In every person, they want to talk about themselves and they want to talk about their, their things that they do well. So the, the trigger really comes in, how do I though connect with them? And so sometimes the, 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 the way that I found to connect with individuals is to make it okay to be where you are en route to the place that you're going. And I do that by not being the superstar, but setting up the room that they are the shining star. And so when we can do that, you already, you know, at the end of the day, your press clippings are who your press clippings are. And if you need to go read about it to get yourself fired up, go read your own bio down the road. But when you're in front of the audience, it's about them. It's about freeing them. It's about pushing them. It's about exhorting them. And so when we make it what's in it for them, the whole Wiffle effect, everything that we bring, everything that we do sets them up. That trigger alone will cause people to appreciate and remember you because you created a feeling that they can't erase. What, what's your take then on, on uh, like some, some people feel that you have to break somebody down in order to pick them back up. What's your take on that? So there's some truth to it, right? There's some truth to it. Now you have to have a system to do how you do that. So it's no difference than me, even as a speaker, I know how to take, I can talk about my highlights and then use a small term like, but it's not always been like that. That small phrase there takes me down this, what we call into a valley. So let me tell you when a time in my life where I wasn't on top, where I didn't have it together. So as I'm doing this, a person now is saying, oh, he's more like me. Oh, he understands. Oh, so they're, they're, being, they're breaking themselves down, but they're also getting on your bus right now. So as I'm here in the valley, I'm letting them know I didn't always have the strength to be successful, but I had the strength to stay in the fight. So just the line right there allows somebody to say, that's me. 
I may not have all the steps and have it all figured out today, but I do have the step that's called, I'm going to win. My mind says I'm going to win. I'm so today, you know, so it's breaking them down in a way where they'll break themselves down as you go and do that. And then as I build them up, I don't want to go to the mountain too fast mm -hmm. because then they'll feel like if I can't go that fast to the mountain, then this ain't for me. I want them to take a step. I want them to then get a win underneath their belt. And as they get that win, that breakdown turns into that, right? People change when they either heard enough they have to, they learn enough they're able to, or they receive enough that right now I can do it. So that's, you, and you just gotta be, we gotta be wise enough to know who, we, who we're dealing with, where they are in the process. And sometimes the breakdown is just letting them alone and let them go the course they're going until they humble themselves and hit rock bottom. Because when I hit rock bottom, I'm getting ready to listen. <laughs> I'm getting ready to listen. So it's basically being relatable. Like, you know, like, so you basically just re relate it to, the, to exactly what their, you know, what their emotions are, where they were in life or what their next, what their next uh, steps were. That That's basically what you, how you describe that right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 very easy, but yet some people don't get it. Mm -hmm. That's true because what we a lot of people don't want to tell the story, our real story. We don't want to be transparent. We don't want to be authentic. We want to tell a sports center version, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just because they played all the parts of the game that you did well in, what about the parts where we we didn't we didn't get no yards? Yeah. We didn't move the ball. We you know what about those parts of the of the game? They don't put that on sports center, right? No. And, the who's not phase right <laughs> who's hot who's not we don't want to tell the whole story we only like to tell that shining portion of it and what i found is where more people connect to me is when i just tell that ugly stuff that mm -hmm. stuff that quote unquote you're embarrassed on you don't want to talk about but you got to get to a place where it's a difference between scabs and scars right one still bleeds one's just a memory so when i get to the place of being able to tell my memories I can do it without hurting myself. When I tell the things that I'm still going through, I may bleed while I'm doing it. So I may not be able to tell those stories, but we all have relatable places that if we'll just open up, people will connect stronger to us and then we can give them our goodness and they can give them our transformational principles. We can give them those things that we know, take them out of their, out of their life and take them to this next mountaintop. It's not about just the highlights. It's about the learning yeah. portion of it. That, like you said, like on Sports Center, they only show the highlights, but <laughs> they never, you never showed the 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 part that got you to those highlights. Yeah. Because there's there's got to be a spot where it gets you to a highlight. You don't start right. at the highlight, or otherwise, you know, Sports Center would be uh, nothing but uh, you know every highlight would be the greatest part of the whole game. Yeah. But you know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent right. Um, yeah, I definitely love talking about learning from loss, but I want to talk about winning uh, just a little bit more. Uh, we're big Tim Grover fans, and he he gets all of his clients to describe what winning is to them. And everybody has a different description. So in your world, Derek, what, what does winning and success look like to you? So I say it this way is that you build what you birth, you drop what you adopt. So winning starts first with me of finding what's within that individual that 
they define as this is success to me. Too oftentimes, especially in our generational social media, winning becomes a comparison to when if I had certain things that other people have, it doesn't do me any, it doesn't, it wouldn't do for me anything, right? I don't need, I don't need a Rolex because I don't, that's not what I want. I'm not saying a Rolex is bad, but so the, the winning starts with the individual and it's them getting away from the noise and just coming back to, okay, what does this picture look like for me? And being honest with myself and saying, this is winning. I want to be able to have a job. I want to travel. I want to have a great family and I want to be able to live my life on purpose. Okay, great. That's my definition. Okay. Now let's do everything we can to fulfill that. And so it is finding out your purpose. It is aligning your life to living your purpose. And it is then going at it with everything that you got within. So, so to that note, how do you go about causing that mind shift in, in people that may have that? Well, I want to, I want to get here because that's what this guy's doing. And, and I want to be just like him and which, you know, it's not maybe a bad thing to have an idol like that, but how do you have that shift of that comparison win to this is what I truly want. This is my why. Great question. More questions to the individual. So tell me why you want what that person has. If you never saw that person, would that have been the things that you still wanted? Mm. So I want to get into the clarity piece, right? Everything be, for me starts with clarity. And if, because we can still, we can all want the same thing. And that's no, there's no problem with that, like you just stated. But I want to make sure it's what that person wants. So if that person's no longer in the picture and they decide that they don't even want these things anymore, do you still want it? Or do you only want it because of the things that are attached to it? what it looks like this person's getting because they have these things, right? So as long as you can answer the sub questions correctly, and this is, is what you want, and that's what we put down on paper. That's what we write down. And then that's what we then strategize. I always say, first clarity, then strategy. No need to strategize to get something that you're not clear about because we'll always be changing. And I watch people do it all the time. You know, you're in a coaching environment with somebody and they're starting to talk about, Hey, what is it that you're going after? They start trying to tell you how to get something. And I have to always redirect. Right now, we're not in strategy phase. We're in clarity phase. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what you want. We'll get into the plan later, right? So I think it's the same thing. Making sure that people, it, no matter if it is something somebody else wants and they have, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're all like that. I'm that way. There's Because there's people ahead of us. Success does leave clues. But I got to make sure it's what I want for my life, not what somebody else wanted. And because it looks good today, then I'm after it. Because if not, we're always going to be changing. On that same topic then too, Derek, so uh, I'll use the, the sports analogy within it. So uh, I want to be like Michael Jordan, okay? Uh, obviously, I can't be, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, uh, so if there was a, a young uh, a guy who wants to, who Michael Jordan's his idol, uh, but yet, let's face it, uh, Michael Jordan is, is a generational t type of player. I mean, he, he you can't, everybody can't be Michael Jordan, let's be honest, right? Like, so, right. so... Um, Within within the abilities to idolize somebody like Michael Jordan, but not have the ability to have that type of talent or that type of physical skill to do what he's doing, 
how do you how do you break somebody down or how do you how do you rationalize with somebody that listen your talent is is capped at here uh versus you know a michael jordan type of talent yeah so great i think think it is that it is that i'm going to we're going to set our goals if it was sports related and we're going to now push and take the same principles that this person used in order to go to that place. And we're going to give it all we got. And if we know we're tapping out at our potential, then guess what we're going to have an honest conversation. that This is who you are in this area. Right. And and we have to have that this YMCA parent mentality. Great at the beginning of somebody's life. If we want to teach somebody the principles of sports, but we can't carry that throughout our entire life because it just is not the reality of life. Now, I will say there is inside of that individual a area that they can have a Michael Jordan experience in. Now I need to take those same principles, maybe of sports, and move it into business. And now I can have a Michael Jordan type business and because I have the Michael Jordan type principles. So, yeah, I may not get to the same level, but I can I can utilize the principles that got somebody here and I may get there in marketing. I may get there in, 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 in car sales, in home sales. I may get to that Michael Jordan experience in some business thought that I have. I just got to then be willing to say, that's where I want to be the best of the best in my area. Love it. That's, that's fantastic. And very, very well put Derek. Um, switching gears a little bit in, in, any individual's journey to their own success, their own victories, we're going to have losses. And some we can always chalk up as well. You know, it was just a bump in the road. We can move past it. But how do you help people turn those hard losses, those ones that really sting into, you know, maybe a win eventually, or at least the learning process? Woo. Deep. That's a deep question. <laughs> I say that because when I ever, anytime I hear the thing of loss, it makes me go to some of my losses, right? I make, so I remember the first time I left the automotive business for a period of time and I started Assist You to Win. Well, when I left the automotive side, I also left what I was good at and that was sales. So I decide, oh, Assist You to Win is going to be this motivational place that I'm going to motivate the masses. And because I'm so great, everybody's just going to book me to speak all over the world. Six months later, I'm still using money out of my savings account and I'm not being booked all over the world to the place that the pandemic hits. And I have a decision to make. You're, a, you're out of money. So you can humble yourself and reload, recharge, and rethink what you're doing, or you can just sit in your misery. So what did I do though? Because of the answer to your question on lost, how do you take it and learn and leverage? So that's my answer. It's learning and leveraging. So humility says, I don't know it all. Hunger says, I don't have it all. In every loss to turn it into learning, I got to be humble. And I got to not be so critical and hard on myself to understand that there are lessons that happen that will leverage us and leap us to the next level 
if we allow them to. Because it's in that place where character's developed. It's in that place where want to is determined. It's in that place where we really get to see who you are, what you're made of. And then down the road, you just didn't know that it's these lessons that are going to be the ones that are going to be your greatest teaching tool for the next season of your life. So pivoting is so, is so important. So it's being able to take the loss. When I'm humble, I'll look at it different perspective. When I'm hungry, I won't let it keep me down and I'll leverage and I'll go to the next level. Wow. Uh, that should resonate with everybody listening to this podcast because it's so easy to rest on those huge victories and go, man, remember when we won the state championship? But I think the moments in our life that stick with us the most are those, those losses, those learning experiences, because we can look back and go, wow, I remember when I, when that happened and the impact it's made on my life. And now that's why I conduct myself the way I conduct myself. And yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that struck a chord with me because I, I know I've been in a place like that where I went, what, what am I doing? Like, I thought, you know, I'm walking tall thinking I'm the big dog on campus and, you know, you're small fish in a big pond more often than not. So wow, yeah. that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was the, the thing that I found about losses though, too, is that people who are very negative uh, 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 attract losses <laughs> and hmm. they, they do the woe was me. Uh, type of attitude and that uh, that really gets you nowhere I'll be honest that it doesn't do you any good or the person that you're sitting next to or the the office building you're in or wherever you're at uh, locker room take your pick nobody gets anything good out of it right so uh, it's all a mindset and it's all like you know you how to how do you change your mindset to wanting to win and and uh, uh, like your your company name assists you to win is is a great is a great um, you know name because you have the word win in there. And you know when when I read that I I, I want to win right like who doesn't want to win right like that's the whole thing. So I, I love it. That's that was a great way of putting it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Derek, uh, it was great having you. Uh, like, uh, I would, I would love to continue this conversation for hours. Like this, yeah. is, this was great. Uh, I know you're a busy guy, and and you know we would, we don't want to keep you any longer than we absolutely have to. But you know, we really appreciate your time. And uh, you know, if you'd like to be back on the uh, the Hive Nation podcast, we'd be more than happy to have you back. Absolutely, man, awesome. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the jewels and the gems of wisdom that you poured into me. Well, <laughs> the, the little that we gave uh, can't even stack to what what you've given given us today and and to the whole Hive Nation. Uh, I think this episode, you know, not to discredit the other ones we've had, but it's going to be be a really big impact to a lot of people. So thanks, Derek, for sure. Awesome, awesome. Derek, okay, thanks. Yes, sir. Hive Nation, we're out.